Victor, you look down from the tower and see the earth. Verdant with specks of people darting back and forth. A flock of birds fly by the window. And in the distance, you can see a dragon roaming the coast. Below you is a gigantic city, larger than any of the others you can spot. Korhal, the capital. You look at Hope next to you, her eyes watering. It's the first she's looked at her homeworld in years. The first time when it wasn't a desolate wasteland in her memory. And for you, this is the very first time you've ever laid eyes on it. It's beautiful. It's nothing like where you came from. Dark, wet, dripping. The cyberpunk dystopia to put the finger on the button. Here, it's a world of fantasy, of life thriving. But the platform you're on begins to shake, and you hear over the speakers, three, two, one, launch. And vertebrates come flying out from underneath this platform down towards the planet's surface. You can hear cannons, other such weaponry that are attached to this flying city in the sky firing down at the earth, but they're not firing shells or lasers. They're firing soldiers and machines of war. One of them coming down is spinning fast. And as it hits the ground like a like a roly-poly bug, it spins and chews up the ground as it travels until it stops itself as it extends legs. Out comes cannons, and it just starts firing indiscriminately at the buildings around it. Glaives shot out from the city continue on. They hit trees, cut through forests, cut through buildings. Nothing seems to stop there. Almost supernatural momentum. And below all the vertebrates emptying out soldiers, fighting everything they can see. And now when you look down, Core Hall is on fire. What do you do? Hope. We have to stop them. We already failed, Victor. Look down there. It's over. We can, we can do something. We have to do something. I can't lose again. I can't. This can't be like. I can't see it going to flames. A woman in resplendent armor, shining like the sun, Iomade, your new goddess, walks over to you and says, We can fight, and we will. And you hear people approaching the door, the only door to that room, and she puts her hands one on your shoulder, one on hopes, and says, hold your breath. As soldiers come storming in, robotic soldiers, some of them with jetpacks, some of them running with feet and having swords jutting out of their arm, and the flying ones with gigantic weaponry held in two hands, gigantic guns, swarm around the room, but they all pass by you as if you weren't there. Iomade begins to lead you out of the room, and says to you, there's no shortage of rides down to the surface. Valerian, I got her here. She's safe. A man in ninja garb runs over. He has a Catholic woman with her with leopard patterns. She runs over to a man, obviously an emperor, and they throw their arms around each other. The Catfolk says, how can I help? The Emperor looks around. He is baffled 
And he says, this, this all happened too soon. We weren't ready yet. But the cat folk seems more collected than him, repeats herself. How can I help? A building falls near you. A rocket had hit it and the stones collapsed under the pressure of its explosion. You can hear sounds of battle all around you, distant gunfire. Above you, two vertebrates soar past you at, at increasing speeds as a clockwork dragon is chasing them, trying to bite at them. I suppose they weren't they were ready for men with swords, but maybe not necessarily dragons. Valerian says we have to rally. We have to defend the capital. As he says that, another explosion happens, bringing a, a, a building and all, everyone inside of it into pieces. Mana can see what Valerian can't, and so can Hanzo. Mana says to him, Korhal is lost, but his city is more than just its buildings. We have to get everyone out of here. Valerian looks around, takes a second to consider, and says, You're right. Alderis, change of plans. A wizard comes over who is hovering on the ground. He looks, his feet looks as if he is long thrown away walking. He is in ornate robes and his tattoos are intricate. This wizard's, this wizard or sorcerer or magic user of some kind approaches Valerian. Can you teleport everyone out? Alderis, Alderis considers and says, I can, but they won't all go to the same place, but I can get them anywhere but here if that's what you want. Valerian nods and says, it'll have to be good enough. We have to get a message to everyone. People are hiding in their homes instead of fighting. This is total war. We need every man, woman, and child fighting. The cat folk speaks up and says, I can do it. Valerian immediately cuts her off and says, absolutely not. I'm not risking you to do this. And those two begin arguing each other in the middle of battle. Hanzo, at this moment, what are you doing? Best to gather everyone to a safe place before we tell them. You're right. I can rally everyone here to defend Alderis while he casts his spell but we need to get the word out. And Mana says, I'm a bard. Speaking to people's hearts is what we do. I can do it. And someone else interrupts her. A new person approaches. And this man says, your emperor, I think I can help. Valerian turns to him quickly, displeased with this interloper. Valerian says, who even are you? I'm Brom and I'm a bard. And Valerian says, this is no time for false vanity and Brom shakes his head and says i'm telling you i'm a great bard if you can get me somewhere high up somewhere where there's clear a clear opening to people i can get a message out to the whole city i can get them to fight Brom, listen to me the city's foundations were laid not by masons but by soldiers who had fashioned their spears into plowshares you understand what these invaders don't realize is they did not invade a city full of civilians they invaded a city full of old soldiers. The people just need to be reminded of that. Valerian considers nods and he turns to you, Hanzo, and he says, Hanzo, the roof of the Senate will work. Get him there and keep him alive. I'll stay and defend Alderis. It will be done. Alderis, how much time do you need? Alderis, who is concentrating on a spell that is becoming wildly spectacular past every moment with runes appearing and, and magical sparks, says, shorter if I'm interrupted less. Valerian under his breath goes prick. All right, go as quick as you can, Hanzo. And when this is done, find me. Where shall we meet? I don't know where we're going to be teleported to. A locate person spell should do it. Very well. It is done. You take Brom and you rush off into the city towards the Senate building. As you are traveling through the streets of the city trying to get where you're going, you come across a crashed vertebrate 
what looks like a human with catfolk ears and a tail is casting spells next to a man who has cybernetic parts grafted all onto him, wielding a hammer. And they're fighting against the robots. And they're in your path. They look like they need help. What do you do? For me, I will help. You rush into the battle. Everyone roll initiative. 12. Oh, it's uh, 16. So, Victor, you are in this this crashed vertebrate. You are fighting these robots, and suddenly people come to aid you. Brahm inspires courage, giving everyone a plus three to attack and damage. And the Dark Trooper Phase 1 will get to go first. He is almost all metallic, but you know, Victor, having fought them before, that there is a fleshy insides. That they are the uh, the cybernetic fruit gushers of their kind. <laughs> but you know how exactly fast they are. They are built on speed, and one's little wheels come out of his feet almost like roller skates, and he speeds to you and makes a slash attack at you with his sword. His sword juts out of his arm and is superheated, so it's almost dripping the metal as it melts it, and it slashes at you with it. 40... Uh, yeah. 41 to hit? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, my flat-footed is a 26. Yeah, I think that'll hit. He does 13 points of damage, one point being fire damage, if that means anything to you. Uh, it doesn't. He used his move action to close the distance with you and his standard, so that is his turn done. Hanzo, you are next. How far am I? As you're closing in on them, let's put you at around 30 feet. Okay. I come and behind my target, and I aim for his back, and I miss just barely. Misjudging my uh, my distance. Or oh, I rolled a 1, plus 20, Oof. so I missed automatically. I love seeing a 1 and a 20 in the same roll. That's great. And I vanished into the thin air as if I was a ghost. Alright, spending a key point to do so. Now it is the Phase 2 Dark Trooper, which looks more armored, and he has no legs. Instead, he has a jetpack underneath him as he flies, and what looks like two long, almost catfish whiskers coming out from him. The Phase 2 Dark Trooper, hovering in place, takes his gun and fires out these large orbs of energy as they pass through almost everything, as if they weren't there disintegrating along their way. They fire at Hope, the woman with catfolk ears and tail, and she dodges some of it but some of it takes part of her shoulder clean off he rolled an 11 for 27 and did 18 damage he then took his two quantum lashes those whiskers and tried to strike one at her and one at victor he hits her with a 17 for 39 doing seven damage and his other lash critically hits poor victor with a 19 for 41 doing eight damage and that is its turn Hope's turn. Hope will cast Dragon's Breath. And seeing as these are robots, we'll do the blue dragon for a 60-foot line of electricity. She positions herself in such a way as to hit both of them. They must make a DC 24 save. The phase one dark trooper saves with a 14 for 26, and the phase two saves with a 13 for 29. This is so sad. (laughs) But they'll take half. No! Oof. The phase one dark trooper has evasion. He takes nothing. The phase two does not, though. So he will take half. But really, it's going to be full if they're vulnerable to it. That's true. You're not wrong. So normally half, but because he's vulnerable to electricity, he gets a total of 36 damage. That's Hope's turn. Victor, your turn. Victor, having this uh, phase one trooper in front of him, tries to swing at it three times. He hits 
the first two times doing some good damage to it, and uh, but then misses the last time. My uh, Earthbreaker is adamantine. Yes, which is what it needs to break its damage reduction, so well done. It, yeah, well, it's made to fight these guys. Now listen, there was some feedback from Season 1, and what people want is people want rolls. So tell them what you rolled. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. My first roll was 16, <laughs> which was actually 50, doing 43 damage. My second roll was 40, doing 38 damage. Holy shnikes, your rolls are crazy. Yeah. And my third roll was a nat 1. Gotcha. Uh, uh, but, but Victor does say to Hope, uh, that guy's like red, pointing to the bard. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a bard. There's a lot of bards. You don't need to point them all out. I've only seen one. Am I supposed to point out every cyber soldier we come across? How would that? How would you feel? Good, I guess. <laughs> and we're at the top of the order <laughs> with the phase one dark trooper. Displeased at all the damage you did to it. You have uh, barely missed its threshold for an automatic self-destruct. So it will continue to attack. And it will try to get its full attack off on you. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say cringe. <laughs> Big oof. It takes its blade and s slashing it back and forth as, as pieces of it are melting off and flying next to you. It's rolling a 27, a 25, a 19, and a natural 1. All of them being misses what? versus your hardy armor. A 30. Oof. Making it now Hanzo's turn. Can he redeem himself from his awful nat 1? I will uh, try for that. To redeem myself, I first land a 30 attack roll on the Dark Trooper Phase 1. Critical strike, actually. I rolled a 16 uh, to crit, and I confirmed it with 34 uh, secondary attack roll. And since I crit, I managed to land a uh, 18 damage slash plus 20 sneak attack damage. Just enough to kill him. So not only did he only have 38 health left, that you then matched exactly 38 health, that way you didn't activate his self-destruct. You also rolled a 38 to get the crit. Like, 38's just the magic number, I guess. With that critical hit, you I don't even know if you knew what you were doing. You're just like, oh, the heart's usually here. And what ended up being there was a core component that you just sliced right through and rinsed the thing. And the thing leans over a little bit and completely locks up. The light drains from its eyes. It's done. You've defeated the Terminator. Good job, Sarah Connor. And these Dark Troopers, they're more like humans with cybernetic components, correct? Sort of. Think of that and then an outside shell put on them. But they're still human on the inside. Or some kind of... Yes. The only part creature. of that. If you were to crack them open, it's so thoroughly integrated, it'd be hard to, to sort out. You can't just like pluck a human out of a suit. Much like Cyborg from Teen Titans there? Yeah, something like that. Like Victor. Yeah, if you look at Victor here, he, he looks much like that without the outer shell. He's got a lot of parts replaced on him. Uh, but gotcha. then you move over to the the Phase 2 flying, who's still hovering enough that you can slash him on your next turn. But it is the Phase 2's turn. And seeing that he is now within melee range of three opponents, activates those rocket boosters into overdrive and goes up into the air. But doing so will provoke an attack of opportunity from both of you. And unfortunately, Hope oh. does not have a melee weapon, so she will not be able to take advantage. As he starts to fly away, Victor sees him, turns, and just smashes him into the side, the like the bottom side of him as he's leaving, doing 42 damage. Oof. It hits it hard. You can see the dent left over. I attempt to aim for his legs as he retreats, but I miss. Yes, yeah, so you're, you're used to fighting things with legs, and you swipe where legs were, but instead you got flame 
because he has a jetpack for his legs, a, a, a rocket. Speaking of rockets, once he feels he's high enough, maybe 20 feet, he points his gun down at you and out of the underbarrel shoots out a rocket to try to splash damage all of you. Whoa, never seen that before. Oops, I exited, I hit the X on my gosh darn roll 20. I can't tell you how many times I do that. <laughs> oh, he critical fails with his rocket launcher. Yeah, he does. I like to think that with Victor's hit, it like knocks him off course. Short circuited. Yes, I like that. So as he flies up, he gets hit by you. He points down his gun to shoot the rocket from the underbarrel, but he is still a little bit spinning. He's still got a little momentum from the hit, and the rocket completely misses with a rolled for a one. And it flies over your head, hits someone's carriage, and they're like, oh no, my cabbages. Hello, folks. I also watch the anime. I'm uh, I'm just cool <laughs> like that. That's Cap. And uh, that's his deadly turn that was supposed to hit three people completely over, where he all he accomplished was hurting himself. Nice. That now makes it Hope's turn. Do it, Hope. Hope grits her teeth. And you've seen this pondering before, Hanzo, from many wizards, from many casters of all sorts. And it's the pondering of, do I waste a spell slot? Uh, and she will. She will all. She will again use the dragon's breath with electricity to finish it off. As she shoots out the electricity, this is dragon's breath, so it comes out of her mouth. She cups her hands around her mouth, and you even hear a little bit of the sound of a of a dragon, the same sound that you would hear when a dragon gives its its fiery or electric electrical breath. In this case. The lightning comes out, strikes at the face two dark trooper. With an 18 reflex, it saves the DC 21, DC 24, and takes 46 points of damage as it falls to the ground, billowing out black smoke on its way down, and it crashes end of initiative. As this battle's done, Hanzo, the girl, Hope, as you heard her name called out in battle, runs over to you. What do you do? She's running fast running fast yeah i anticipate and get ready to dodge at any she goes to tackle you can i dodge it yeah you can absolutely roll an acrobatics check <laughs> you're gonna love this all right 39 <laughs> oh wow a 19 for 39 holy crap level 15 games we're seeing the numbers 20 a lot and it scares me uh-huh yeah 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 and 40 was like your armor class or something or, or your damage or whatever this is terrifying as she goes to tackle you what does it look like for you to dodge I sidestep. You sidestep her perfectly, and you realize at the last second it wasn't a body tackle. She wasn't going for your waist. She was going to hug you, and she instead hugs the air, almost falls over, and catches herself. And laughs a little bit goes, oh yeah, you don't really know me yet. Hanzo, I'm Hope. I'm like you. I'm a time traveler. I'm from the future. Things get a lot worse. You and me are going to be friends. You look familiar, though. I'm... And she looks to Victor to gauge whether or not she should tell him. What does Victor sort of give Victor her back? looks confused and like, um, and he, he just kind of like gives her a look like, uh, it's up to you. Like, I don't know. I'm not from here. This is all new to me. When we get through this, I'll tell you everything. Okay. I wouldn't tell him everything. I was going to spend however long it took to find you. And then we crash right here for, and she looks over at you, Victor. It's your stupid goddess, well, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I have a goddess on my side. That usually helps. All right. Well, what can we do? Well, for now, we should really focus on getting Brom to the tower to send the message out to the survivors. Who's Brom? Brom peeks out behind, from behind Hanzo and waves. 
It's th it's the red that you were talking about, Victor. Oh. Brom, your name sounds familiar. I may have come across you. We'll see. And Brom looks confused and shrugs, but he follows you guys as you guys race off. Dom. Dominic. Hold on. Hold on. Ah! Unmute yourself, friend. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm Dom, sorry. Dom must have left to go to the bathroom. No, Dom? I was shutting my bathroom door, actually. I guess, bathroom, guys, we can just reschedule for another... Uh, I'm available in three I'm weeks. I'm here! Maybe Dom will be there then. <laughs> You guys, you guys hear that? You guys hear something? Alright, Dom. I'm gonna start flipping my lighter back and forth in front of the mic. My great comedy aside, uh, we are gonna now <laughs> go to you through slick editing. Thorn, as this sudden battle, this sudden war happens all around you, you have been doing one thing and one thing only. It's the whole reason you've been in Core Hall. What is that one thing? I'm making my way to Valerian. As you get there, you feel an etheric pull, a stop. You've felt this before. You and your phantom can only be so far apart from each other before he, he demanifests. You've reached that limit of, I don't know, is it 50 feet? You look back yeah. and your phantom has stopped. What do you do? I look at him and try to figure out what he's looking at. He points over at almost the opposite direction you're running. I look where he's pointing. In the distance being cornered is a knight. A knight with a cross on its chest on a great big tabard. And he is alone fighting against a three of these melee dark troopers with their bright red seething hot blades. And he is fighting them hard. And the phantom just looks at you and points at him. How's the guy look like he's doing? He's overwhelmed. There's actually a lot of dead ones at his feet. But he's right over there. Valerian's this way. The phantom crosses his arms and shakes his head no. You've never, ever had your phantom go against you before. What, what do you want me to do? He's going to lose. We have to go. The phantom pulls out his sword as if ready to fight. Yeah, let's fight. Let's fight Valerian. He's this way. <laughs> we, we, came here, we came here for a reason. What, what, why, why the change? The phantom crosses his arms and gestures dismissingly towards Valerian, as if to say, you can go, but it'll dismiss me. Good luck fighting him alone. Seriously? Th 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 this, this is the hill you choose to stand on? Looking more resolute than ever, your phantom takes its sword, points it down, and holds it in front of himself, as certain as you've ever seen anyone ever. Okay, Thorin knows there's no chance on God's green earth that he beats Valerian by himself. Um, mm. the, the the logic in his head is that there's no way I dismiss him and knowing he can't come back for 24 hours dismissing mm -hmm. my phantom and and still be able to even have an edge over Valerian mm -hmm. okay let's make this quick so I draw my sword and I, I move in the direction of the night it nods and a smile comes to your phantom's face as it follows with you trailing behind the green ectoplasmic goo that makes it up as you're approaching this holy night, he is losing the battle, and it seems you're arguing cost precious seconds. A dark trooper slashes at his leg, and it makes him fall down to one knee. His sword looks as if it's had light casted on it. It is shining, and he, he cuts a dark trooper's head clean off, and another one gets behind him and stabs him in the back, and the paladin reels back and spins around. 
knocking the dark trooper to the ground. Another grabs him from behind and pulls via his tabard the knight onto his back. The mortal blow comes down right at his neck from the heated up blade and he knocks it away with his sword, trips that dark trooper, gets back up onto his knees enough to take the sword and drive it straight down in the back of the neck of the dark trooper, twists the blade pulling it out as the dark trooper falls lifelessly to the ground. But another dark trooper from the side stabs him in the side and it goes so far through his body it comes out his other side taking a rib with it the holy knight slumps onto his shoulder and leans over as blood pours from his mouth and all the new cuts and open wounds on his body and he just slumps over and falls his armor enough to keep him still upright As you get to this night, a second too late, turning the corner are three people. Victor, Hanzo, Hope, or I should say four people. Victor, Hanzo, Hope, and Braun. And you guys come nose to nose with a ghost made of green ectoplasm. What do you do? A stand user. That's right. Are you approaching me? That's right, boys. I watch multiple animes. And to be clear, I've actually watched neither of those animes I've referenced. <laughs> but I live on the internet. I understand your memes. I'm part of the culture. Uh, so I guess my attention is still on the paladin. And is there a dark trooper alive still? No, they have moved on with his death, seeing nothing left to fight. And this guy is dead. Yep. I guess I turn my attention to the people that just came around the corner. Hope, Hope shouts... Almost at the top of her lungs. Thorin! This isn't possible! Wait, you know him too? This is the other guy! Who the hell? And it is possible. We had the help from a goddess. Thorin, long story short, a goddess is on our side connecting us together. We've got to help this guy. And Brom again leans from behind David and waves at you. I love Brom. Brom's adorable. He's a red. He's not the red, but he's a red. He's a bard, he's trying to say. Oh. Yeah. I, I look at Thaddeus just confused out of my mind. As you address Thaddeus, your phantom, he's kneeling over the fallen paladin, looking at his tabard that bears the mark of the cross. As he holds the tabard with the cross on it, he does the signum crucis, crossing himself, forehead, stomach, left, right, to make the sign of the cross of this fallen paladin. Can we see his phantom? Yes, you can all see his phantom. He's made of green ectoplasm. Thaddeus? I know this is emotional for you. We need to get going. Thaddeus writes himself, gives a firm nod, and looks over at Victor. He picks up the Crusader's sword, mm -hmm. puts it in its scabbard, and he pushes it into your chest. I um, look at the phantom and then look down at the sword and say, I need to take this. He nods and he says something, but you can't hear it. It's only mouth movements. No words actually come out. Well, big guy. I take it. Well, uh, lead the way. You guys rush down through the shattered streets of Core Hall as debris is falling on you. Vertibirds are shooting laser cannons at mechanical dragons that breathe out hot tar. One vertibird gets so covered in it that it didn't even need the flames as the thing comes crashing down. Another dragon is actually running away as 
uh, maybe six to ten phase two dark troopers are speeding at it, overclocking their jetpacks to try to match its speed. As you're going down a hallway, a, a wall to your right bursts and explode as out comes two phase one dark troopers. Roll initiative. 17. Hanzo with a sick 28. Oof. It's a five. A solid five for hope. You, you hate to see it. Happens to the best of them. 21 for Thorin, 11 for Thaddeus. But Hanzo, you are first. Good. First, I tell Brom, take cover. I'll be right back. Brom ducks down behind some debris. I start off by casting Ghost Step. And I face through the wall next to me, run through all the walls to close the distance between myself and the troopers. I make a stealth check to avoid them noticing me as I pass through the wall again to Right, they've me. lost sight of you so you can you can conceal yourself. Then I roll a twenty one attack against their touch. What was your stealth roll? What was your uh, everyone needs to hear the stealth roll. Don't you skip over the stealth roll. Oh the stealth roll? I rolled a sixty one stealth check. Yeah. A nineteen plus forty two. I don't you're nothing's <laughs> ever going to notice you. <laughs> and with skill rolls, natural ones aren't fails. Oh, that's good then. So yeah, no one's ever gonna notice you. Okay, perfect. So wait, what? What's what's his score if if he just rolls a one? Forty-three. Like flat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is capped out, right? So I led a twenty-one attack roll against one of the troopers. That was a hit because he was flat-footed, baby. And with an adamantine katana, I landed an eight damage flat. And then I rolled a 25 sneak attack damage. Beautiful. A total of 33 damage. You love to see it. They hate to see it. But with that done, it is now Thorin's turn. No, Ooh. wrong. It's the Dark Trooper's turn, then Thorin. Dark Trooper uh, going to go first. Having been damaged, spins around and tries to slash at Hanzo reciprocally. The Dark Trooper slashes wildly at you and cuts you with three of its slashes. Having rolled a f 18 for 43, 11 for 31, and a 13 for 28. But its last slash misses you as you dodge it with a 9 for 19. Doing a total of 29 damage. Three of that fire, if it matters to you, from its superheated okay. sword. Gotcha. So 29 damage I will take. And that is its turn. A full round action to you. And it will make it Thorin's turn. Awesome. I look at the dark trooper that's not been damaged. I say something witty like, let's see if there's anyone inside you. And I cast Bone Shaker. A living creature Ooh. has its skeleton rattled within its flesh, causing it grievous harm. I have this like little human-shaped doll made of bones, and I'm just shaking it in my hand, causing this guy 34 points of damage. Oof. He fails that saving throw, rolling a, a measly 9 for 15. So, oof, oof's a Rooney. He will take that damage. Uh, you learn that there are bones inside of it because it obviously is affected. If a robot with, you know, like an unmovable face can make a, a, a face of confusion, it makes it as its body is not doing what it's being told to do. The Dark Trooper, having been rattled by you, uh, is not amused, lifts up his arm and its blade shoots out of its, its integrated holster and goes right into your shoulder. You roll the 15 for 42 versus your AC doing nine, uh, doing 10 damage one of them being fire. And with its swift action, it will shoot out another blade on its arm. And with its move action, it will trudge over to Victor. Victor, you've seen this before. You fought them enough. It's decided to grab you and self-destruct. But that's oh. the end of its turn. You have, okay. you know exactly what it's doing next turn. Everyone else doesn't, but you do. Making it your turn, Victor. 
Okay. Well, knowing that it's going to try to grab me and self-destruct, I will try to beat it senseless. Mm -hmm. A good strategy. Nat 20, baby! 40 Yo. to hit. We roll to confirm. 31. That's a confirm. Hey, right, me... do you remember the trait about robots? They're vulnerable to critical hits. So whatever damage you do, it's going to take it in a half. And I'm about to do a lot of damage. Because I'm times three. Oh so... my gosh, you're times three? Yeah, the, the um, <laughs> Earthbreaker is times three. So let me just get my math. 90. This is, this is so dead. Even if I roll all ones. All right, seeing this guy is going to try to blow up in my face. I'm like, no way, man. So I hit it with my Earthbreaker for 45 to hit, doing 37 damage. And then seeing that it's still standing, I just like really wind up, hit it hard as I can, doing a natural 20 crit for 40 and doing 112 damage. Now, it's a robot, it's vulnerable to critical hits, so that's actually 168 damage, which is way more than its max HP. You have leveled this thing. What exactly does it look like just destroying this thing this hard? I'm assuming it's kind of like a tin can, you know, just like caving in on itself. Gotcha. When you lift the hammer away from it to see what's left, the thing is half as big as it was before, all caved in on itself. You feel like you could pick it up and throw it if you wanted to. It's not recognizable as anything but twisted metal. If it wasn't for the fact that blood was coming out of it, you would have just and assumed like it was oil. part of a ship that fell. Amazing. Absolutely ruined. He will not self-destruct on his turn. He will never have a turn. He, it's almost <laughs> like he didn't deserve to have a turn he had before. Making it the Phantom's turn. Thaddeus, seeing this guy turn around to attack the invisible Hanzo, walks up behind this dark trooper, takes its ectoplasmic sword, and brings it down the back of the dark trooper's head. Rolling a 9 for 30 to hit, and rolling 5d6 plus 12 for 25 damage. Beautiful, you love to see it. Unfortunately, the damage is reduced by 10 because it has DR adamantine, and your phantom is not made out of adamantine. Hope runs over to you, Hanzo, and her hand glows with a light. You've seen many casters cast a touch spell. To everyone around here, it's it's something that they might recognize as well, but because you've seen it so much, there's actually something that you see that no one else sees. While her hand glows, it looks like one of her fingers is glowing brighter than the rest. Regardless, as she touches you, you get touched with a touch of destiny, getting a plus seven to your attack rolls, your skill checks, your ability checks, and saving throws for the next round. One round only, I'll take it. When I gave this to people, I used to say destiny's with you, but I'm not so sure about that anymore. And that'll be her turn, giving it back up to Hanzo. First, after getting uh, that glowy touch from ET from home, <laughs> I immediately went for <laughs> Went for the, fi uh, the finishing blow. First, I rolling 30 attack roll and using the lifesteal on my katana, I deal 8 damage and heal back 4. Nice. Because I'm using sneak attack, I deal 29 extra damage, all with a, a, an adamant. This machine having been damaged from previous battles it was in was low enough for you to finish it off as you cleave some important component off and it falls to the ground, destroyed. I clean my blade off. After all the battle is, is done, Victor's just kind of staring at this mangled remains of this dark trooper. And he's just kind of zoned out, just staring at this thing. So as everybody starts like to get to, to moving, like he doesn't move at first. Hope comes over to you and lays a hand on your shoulder. Vic? I don't... It's just, it's just so much, you know? It's not you yet. I know. Come on, we gotta go. Okay. 
Thorin is standing by the corner of the alleyway, looking back at you guys like, what's the holdup? Oh, we gotta keep moving now. It's been a rough day for us too, okay? I, I point to the sky. It's a rough day for everyone. Let's go. And she looks at you, Victor, since they don't understand, but she knows you do. They don't know the half of what... Yeah, he just tried to give, like, a smile to her, but she can see there's pain in his robotic eyes. <laughs> so as you're, like, jogging along, she goes, do we have your goddess to thank that all of a sudden I have all my spells back? I mean, I'm assuming. I don't... This is new for me. I just said, yeah, I'm going to be your champion, like, I don't know, half an hour ago? Dops and says, well, I can't give you the grand tour of our world. I can point out something to you that you don't know. And that there, and she points to a corpse, a soldier in armor, is a Praetorian guard. I don't know what the heck he's doing all the way out here. But that shield is worth something. Grab it. He does. My head whips around real stinking quick. You see a lone Praetorian guard. Like, other people are dead there, but none of them are wearing a Praetorian uniform. This is one of the of Valerian's personal bodyguards for some reason all the way out here. He must have gotten caught over here when the battle began. I guess, yeah, that's the conclusion I guess my character comes to. Gotcha, yeah, I shouldn't have freaking spoon-fed you. My bad. No, you're good, you're good. Next no, time next time, I'll good. make a plane noise. Would that help it? Like, here comes the lore. Open up. <laughs> I, I, actually, Caleb, I prefer choo-choos. Okay, yeah, yeah, the trains. I'll keep, it, I'll keep, I'll keep, I'll keep that in mind in the future. <laughs> Hope kind of looks at you, sees that you're looking at the Praetorian Guard. She looks down at it, and she smiles a little bit and goes, uh, yeah, we're still on that. Time travel stuff. I'm actually still kind of there, believe it or not. As you're jogging, she goes, want to blow your mind? I helped, but that guy right there, and she points to Victor, just killed Valerian. Victor, like what, less than an hour ago? Uh, yeah. I get, yeah. Valerian's dead? A, a, a Valerian's dead. Time travel stuff. Uh, okay, you'll have to film me when we, get, when we have a second yeah. to breathe. Just know you're in good company. Let's go. And then she kind of like, I'm going to say she says all this in hushed tones because there is one person in this company she knows is not aboard the Kill Valerian train right now. And that would be uh, <laughs> the man he trusted with going to secure his wife. Yeah. Might be someone he trusts. All right. So you guys rush through. You get into an, an open courtyard with a fountain all crumbled. Inside of it is the debris of a large mechanical machine made of crystals, huge, the size of some cottages. Victor, you recognize this as a CDM machine mm -hmm. for war, but it has been destroyed and is now takes up most of what the fountain used to be. But you are in, in this square. You know that this is the direction to go, Hanzo, to get to the Senate building. You have to take a right and go down these big main thoroughfare street. But you look down that street and all down that street is combat. What do you guys do? We'll have to look another way around here. Do I see any other routes here? Do you see other routes? You could take like long sideways, but it would be longer and time is of the essence, but it, it, it is possible. It would, it would, you have, you'd have to make a call if it's worth the trade. Where are we trying to get to exactly? We're trying to get to the top of the Senate building. That way we can have Brom here to send a message to uh, evacuate. Which one's the Senate building? I, I point to the to the big big one with the dome on it. How far away is it? Um, oh boy. Distance. Guys, we're already at distance, boys. Welcome everyone. <laughs> Caleb hasn't reached the marker of mixing anyone's names up yet, but we have got to. How far away is it? Uh, I'm happy to be here and share this moment with all of you. Well, once you tell us how far away it is, can you let me know, does it have a weak spot? Sure, yeah. it's a, It's got some load-bearing walls, that's for sure. How far away is it? Five blocks. Victor says, I could fly him there. As you say that, you hear the explosion of missiles hitting a dragon as you see a clockwork dragon's wing comes clean off 
and with only one wing, it can't stay in the air, and it crashes into the ground. Second thought, I don't really want to fly him there. I'm not very good at it. Let's take the alley. I point to an alley just ahead over to the right. I'd rather go that route, then. We're going the alley? Yes. Hope says. Then let's go. All right. Then we take off. Hey, uh, as, as Hope's running with you, Thorin, what's that? As she points to the uh, phantom moving with you. Did it like a summon? Did you summon that? The big guy? Yeah, that's Thaddeus. He's a. Huh, it's complicated. You named your summoned creature? He's in my head. I'm in his head. It's a whole. Wait! Hope stops in place. Like an Edelon? This isn't a summoned creature from like summoned monster? Yeah, no, that Edelon, that would be it. Hope looks baffled. And she looks over at Victor. This isn't like normal. I thought you like you guys are all like ghost guys because like he's got a ghost guy. That guy turns into a ghost guy. I saw him disappear and then like phase through a wall or something. I thought you were all ghost well, guys. I mean, normal like it's normal for me. I, I, I've been hanging out with the big guy for a while now, but she looks at you, t- Victor. When I met Thorn, he did not have an Edelon. So what does that mean? I don't know. And an explosion happens that knocks debris between the two of you. But we'll figure it out later. I'm still running while they're talking about it. <laughs> Image-wise, you know, Thaddeus is like this six-foot-something-tall knight in plate armor in ghost form. As you guys are traveling down these alleyways, you are dodging in and out of battles, I assume, ducking into buildings, taking longer, but a, but a safer path. When you get to the Senate building, there's clockwork around it. It looks like, you know, the guard that's usually set to keep the senators safe are now doing their jobs and they're fighting everything around them. And you can choose either to try to get past them without helping them fight these dark troopers and make your way straight to the roof, or you can help them in the hopes that you are more secure while you're up there. We need all the nuts we can get. I am willing to clean them up here right now. Yeah, I guess so. How, uh, why would we help them? Apparently there's good robots and bad robots, but those aren't really robots, I don't know. They're clockwork. We have absolute control over them. Okay. Yeah, they're clockwork. They're they're Valerians. Who's who's we? Wait, are you not are you not from the I, Empire? I, 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 you know what? I vote we just go to the roof. Victor looks to hope. Oh boy. <laughs> you put a decision in the player's hands and you're like, let's let the NPC decide. I will. Yeah, I will. It seems quicker. All uh, Victor has is hope. She goes, that's right. They might try to kill Thorin. Thaddeus looks for a sewer entrance nearby. No, we're not doing a sewer entrance. Okay. We're not going okay. down. Why would we go down? I love to you go so up. much. We gotta go up. But we have a few time left and we're not going down. Hope says, screw it, I'll, I'll burn my perfection, my perfected spell so we can do both, okay? We'll run by it, I'll cast the spell, and we get to the roof. So as you guys go, she stops when you get into this melee with all the clockwork, and she will cast her perfected spell. As she's casting that, Victor will be like standing beside her to back her up just in case. Gotcha. Nice. Chain lightning maximized, which will be 20d6. Nice. Reflex. So how many can it go up to? Maximum of 20 targets. So 20 times 6. She's doing 120 damage up to 20 targets. That's 2,400 damage. Huh? (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) As she stands next to her, she looks at you, Victor, and says, just one more step back would probably be best. Uh, yeah. And he steps back, too. And she she pulls her arms together and starts pulling out as if she had 
you know, something with tension in between them. And electricity starts to arc all around her and splits off from her, striking the ground, leaving burnt holes above you. Not necessarily storm clouds appear, but there's a point where you can, like, taste ozone when there's electricity in the air. It almost tastes like metal or like the iron in your blood. Electricity begins to spark out of her wildly and then leaps out of her, hits a dark trooper, leaps off of that one, hits another one, leaps off of that one, and it goes until it hits 20 different dark troopers. In fact, it probably hits 18 because there isn't enough targets around to hit them all, each doing 120 damage. And dark trooper phase one's health is 119, and dark trooper phase two is 112, and they're vulnerable to electricity, so... It kills them all. After this damage is done, the flash of light actually brightens everything to the point where your eyes adjust a little bit to get back to normal sight. And there's just a wasteland of robotic parts all around you. And the clockwork all sort of just suddenly stop and all turn to you guys. The clockwork turned to us here? Yep. Does it recognize me? Hanzo, they all are looking at Thorin and they begin approaching. I say, stand down. They all immediately stop in place. Come on, let's get moving. And I'll wait until you're out of sight. <laughs> <laughs> I I start moving and I look at Hope and I say, can you teach me how to do that? <laughs> Maybe. It's uh, cast the same spell about a million times over a hundred different battles against exclusively clockwork and maybe you'll, you'll get it. Good to know. Uh, as soon as you're out of sight, I give the command again to stand guard. And they immediately get back to guard even as some more enemies approach begin to re-engage. You guys get up to the roof of the Senate building. As you pass by the senators who are clumped up, they're not fighting. Their swords still in their scabbards. They are huddled together for safety. So for now, they're in a safe position. Yes. Okay. Stay put for now. I'll come back for you later. Hanzo, have you come for us? You, uh, thank goodness. I thought Valerian would leave us. You, you're here to escort us out. Eventually, yes. But first, we need to send a signal out to the rest of the Empire to evacuate to a safe location first. I see. Wait, Valerian's abandoning the city? That's not possible. He would never. A city without its people is no city. He looks around. Is it really that bad out there? Indeed. It's a full-scale invasion. And from the looks of it, we are losing this one. They look baffled at it, as if you told somebody that the sky was green. So for now, stay put. We're going to get the message out first with Brom here, our bard. And once that's over, we will have to escort everyone to a safe location first. We'll go from there. I just have a look of disgust on my face. <laughs> just utter disgust. We get it, it's politician. As you guys run by, Thaddeus waves at a one of them. And one of them kind of like un-understandingly un waves back. And Thaddeus, as he's walking by, kind of points behind him with his thumb as if to say, I know that guy. I, I used my mental link to like try to figure out who, who was he? Uh, who was he? Uh... Sorry, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I apologize. Yeah, that's fine. Don't apologize. Stop apologizing. Um, that's all I am. Put that's, him on the taking spot. Taking everything from me. Let me <laughs> let me look back to season one for a good uh, connection. He he communicates to you that he attended a ball once with him. Oh, okay. And you guys make your way up to the roof. Brom begins casting and says, "All right, I gotta make duplicates and make instruments and stuff, and make sure it can be projected out to everyone. Just buy me time." All right. We'll set up a defensive perimeter. Mm -hmm. As he begins making duplicates and doing the things he just says, a whole squad of Dark Trooper Phase 2 are flying by, and a couple spot you, and three of them peel off over to you. And then you hear a helicopter sound as a vertebrate also bears its way off to you and comes near you. Everyone roll initiative. 
My initiatives have been horrible. 10. 17. I've got 20. All right, we got two phase. Did I say two or three? I said three phase two dark troopers, right? I think you said one. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear no. anything about the phase jokes two dark never troopers. stop. You, you, I, all, all I saw was yeah, birds. I think it was a prototype one. <laughs> oh, they have a plus 10 initiative. Ooh. Yeah, they got they got the speed boost. Yeah. Just you wait. Dark Trooper gets to go first. One of the Dark Troopers fires its gun using its the uh, orb part of its functionality, rolling a 5 for 21 to hit your touch AC, doing 13 points of fire damage. And it is now the Phantom's turn. Thaddeus is going to position himself next to Braum to sort of work to deflect any attack. Uh, and he just readies himself in case anyone comes within arm's reach of Brom. Hope, she see, she looks at the vertebrate, looks at you, and, and says, Take one step to the left! To Thaddeus? Yes, to the Phantom. He takes one step to the left. He readies an attack in case anyone gets within arm's reach. Perfect. Dark Trooper 2. One of the other ones that is flying in the air will this time shoot a missile. Tim, you might you might know this, Victor. The rest of might notice, but the other ones you've been fought before have been in battle so far. They've been damaged. All three of these look like they have their shields up. They have yet to take enough damage to break them. Ooh. Their force fields, I should say. Uh, so he's going to fire a missile, and he's going to try to catch two of you. I think he's going to try to get catch Hanzo and Victor. Mm -hmm. A missile, huh? So, with the Boots of Readiness at level 14, which I am above, uh, before the wearer has taken his first turn in combat, she can move up to her speed as an immediate action without provoking attack of opportunities. So, I'm going to move. Like, seeing it coming, I'm going to move to, like, the other side of the platform. All right. Wow, great. So, you do that. So, this will only catch Hanzo in it. Sorry, Hanzo, but... I've done these before. DC is 18 half, Hanzo. Oh, I already have plus 18. On my own. Well, you can fail on a one, so go ahead. 37, and I take no damage because of evasion and improved evasion. Wow, all right. What does it look like, Hanzo dodging an explosion? Ooh, I have to do a, a double backflip. Nice. Like, how you do somersaults, but like backwards. Doing so, you've avoided all the damage of the Dark Trooper. And I'm guessing that uh, when Victor moves, is he looks like, like the Jedi's move, like in Phantom Menace, really quick, like he just like zooms past. Nice. Can, can I add the sound effect of like a car? Yeah. Do you mind that? Or is that too much? <laughs> you, no, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> He's basically a machine anyway. I do tell Hope without saying really knowing her name that well. I don't suppose you can use that lighting ability again. One more time. So we <laughs> choose when we want to. It's my second highest level spell. That's best, better to save it though. Can anyone actually hit these, these guys in the air? Uh, I can. Oh, I have something to work with. As I, like, brandish shurikens in my hand. Great. Then she will run over to Victor and cast Haste on you. Ooh, nice. And with her meta Quicken Meta Magic Rod, she needs to procure one because freaking Kadesh didn't have one. Oh, she didn't have one? No, thanks to Kadesh not having any magic. Believe it, believe it or not, it did not give her a Quicken Meta Magic Rod yet. <laughs> she goes, that's it. Boy, you don't know the limits I've been working being a caster in a non-caster world. And then, like slime, slurping out of the vertebrate, a gray goo that's, that looks vaguely like an undulating man made of a gajillion tiny particles all vibrating, whose proportions are elongated with long legs and long arms and no facial features to be seen. A slender soldier comes out of the vertebrate. Oh, 
and it comes out triggering the phantom's attack. But, awesome. but, wait, it is a swarm. The phantom slashes uselessly as the sword just passes right through the slender soldier doing no damage to this swarm of nano machines. Hanzo, it is your turn. All right, first I, like hands I said, you would, that will be eight child clones of myself. I will get closer though. We'll be a bit slightly closer to them to get within effective range. The third dark trooper up in the sky will fire out a missile and it'll shoot this one at Thorin. Make a DC 18 reflex save. 15. Oof, Damn. you miss. Take 40 points of damage. 20 of that is fire, 20 that's bludgeoning. Big oof. A second slender soldier slinks its way out of the vertebrate, landing on the ground. Crap, guys, this is bad. Two thin boys, three flying dudes, and a flying vehicle. In our current style, I don't think we can draw this out here. We'll have to end this quickly. Hope we might need that big blast. Brahms' music begins to kick up. As a child, you would wait and watch from far away. But you always knew that you'd be the one to work while they all play. And you, you'd lay awake at night and scheme of all the things that you would change. But it was just a dream. As Brahms' music goes on, you see people coming out of their houses. The people that come out are obviously not like soldiers and warriors of tradition, but you do know that they're warriors of some kind because they're wearing maybe a dozen different kinds of ancient uniforms. Uniforms they obviously have been mothballed and put away that are now being worn again. And as they come out of their homes, most of these guys wearing these uniforms are, are old men and women. The rest of their family is armed. For example, like their little their little boy wouldn't be holding a knife as if it's a short sword, but it's obviously that that old soldier's dagger. Everyone is starting to come out in the words of Valerian as as total war as this music begins to inspire them. This inspiration will count for you guys as well, giving you the plus three to hit and plus three to damage and everything else that uh, Bardic Inspiration, whatever it's called, gives you guys. Then it's Victor's turn. Victor opens up his hand, uh, palm, doing his arc pistol arc blast at the closest dart trooper. Are you Iron Man? Actually, most of me's adamantine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the first attack rolled a 11 for 34 to its uh, touch, doing 14 damage. The second attack rolled a 19 for 42 to its touch, doing 10 damage. Third attack. The third attack, uh, I rolled a 13, 31 to his touch, doing six damage. And the last attack, 29 to his touch, doing five damage. Given that he's vulnerable to electricity, your total instead of 29 is actually 43 damage. Nice. Taking off a good chunk of his health. A creaking, groaning sound appears as a giant fist comes over the top of the building and slams down on one of the slender soldiers, splattering it in all directions and pulling itself up onto the roof with you is a clockwork goliath. The patterns on its hull indicate it's a praetorian 
Goliath, one of only two made. And it stands into full height, points one of its arms, which has a cannon at the end of it, at one of the dark troopers that's flying in the air, and fires. Cover yours for this one. <laughs> the Clockwork Goliath sh- uh, rolls a 19 for 48, clearing the AC, believe it or not, of the dark trooper with this cannon, and the thunderous Krakow thunders off a 66 of 28 points of damage, shattering the shield that Victor had started to break on that one dark trooper and hurting him. But unfortunately, shields are bulky. They start out with 43 hit points, so... These dark troopers are a little bit tougher than the ones you fought earlier who did not have their shields anymore. Now it is Thorns. Uh, for Thorns' turn, what he does is he begins summoning a hellhound into the cockpit of the vertebird. All right. You are beginning that. That will finish at the start of your next turn. Top of the order. Dark Trooper 1 will delay its turn, leaving it to Phantom's turn. He is next to the foot of a clockwork and a slender soldier near him. His attacks don't work on the Slender Soldier unless... Not like he can't attack them, but none of his attacks are suited for it. That, this would be why Victor went, oh no, when he saw Slender Soldier. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking up on that. Uh, the Phantom still tries to position itself in between the Nanobite dudes and Brom, even though there's not much he can do right now. But he's going to end up delaying? Yeah, he's going to delay. Second Dark Trooper also delays his turn, curiously, leaving it to Hope. I totally forgot, all of the Dark Troopers should have had two turns. They all have temporal accelerators, the Phase 1s. You're oh. lucky. Oh, they all should have gotten double the turns. They did have them switched on. Um, yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'll punish you guys later. <laughs> she's the only one that can do anything about Slender Soldier, so I think she's going to prioritize. All right, she'll do it. <laughs> She'll say, this is actually a spot where we could have used Valerian. We tackled the Slender Soldiers together before. I don't know how much I can do alone. And she will Dragon's Breath, but choose a Red Dragon to do fire. So we got to do a save from the Slender Soldier, which is a reflex. Oh, no. Who would give a swarm such a high reflex? It's a, well, it's a swarm, right? So they're really tiny. So they can, so they can hurt them. Yo, no yeah, wonder why the, swarms are notorious for being awful. They are awful. All right, well, we'll see if they get it. They can still possibly fail. That guy's ma- that makes you guys feel better. Well, I imagine they would have low HP. Nope, not this one. They safe. The fire's breath goes all over, but the uh, swarm manages to dodge it with its incredible reflex save of plus frickin' 18. Because Paizo said, let's give the swarm not only a great reflex save to deal with the splash damage that can hurt it, Let's also give it a lot of HP, so if it does get hurt, it won't matter. Uh, so they will only take half damage, so they will take half of 45, 22 points of damage. The Slender Soldier that got split apart by the Clockwork Goliath reforms back together. None the worse, it was not harmed at all, and it is Hanzo's turn. And the Goliath samples its nearest uh, flying soldier. The Clockwork acknowledges the order to attack the flying guys. And we'll do so on its turn. So first, I charge up a shuriken charge. Still on impact, basically it's flying dark troopers. I roll a 21 that, that still misses, but because it's, it is a splash damage, I will, I, I need to determine whether I can hit uh, one or both. I managed to hit both, and I dealt 11 fire damage to uh, each of them, except the, the one that made the saving. Yes, one saved, one did not, so one took half. 
and on top and after that I vanished. Hanzo has disappeared. Now the other two that delayed are taking their turns. All three dark troopers are now going to be taking their turns next to each other and they all point their rockets at the same spot. And as they go to launch their rockets, one disappears entirely inside the mouth of a clockwork dragon that swoops down by and swallows it and begins chewing. But it's a clockwork dragon. It doesn't need to like, oh, I need to concentrate on chewing. I can't do anything else. It doesn't care about that. While it's chewing, it also takes a great big swipe at another one. And then, and then it will look to one of the slender soldiers and opens its mouth and breathes hot tar that it instantly ignites, spitting out the dark trooper with it as it slams into the ground next to the slender soldier. They will both make their reflex saves. And a plus 18 because it's a freaking beast of a monster, these slender soldiers. Mm-hmm. So rolling a 3 for 38 on the chew, on the bite, he does 23 points of damage. Unfortunately, Dark Troopers have damage reduction. This technology, as good as Clockworks are, this fantasy world is not just yet equipped to, to deal with these monsters, especially in mass. Your adamantine hammer, Victor, got through them well enough, but, you know, not everyone here has got adamantine weapons. You made yours specifically because you were tired of them resisting you. So even these massive claws and jowls of this dragon are not getting exactly the purchase that they would get on other creatures. Still, doing that damage. With his swipe he did, he rolled a 18 for 53, doing 24 damage. Uh, 14 because of the DR. And then the breath weapon. He had uh, the slender soldier saved, but the <laughs> dark trooper in his mouth did not. So we did a 43 damage to the Dark Trooper and 21 to the Slender Soldier. But now it is those three Dark Troopers' turns. One's fast regen, uh, shield regen will pop, giving it 10 HP back on its shield. All three rockets hit the Clockwork Dragon's hull. He makes his reflex save versus all of them, reducing the damage from a potential of 143 down to half of that math number to 71 so the clockwork goes from 177 hit points to almost 100 guess we see why they are not winning this battle you all pulsate blue like boom, and then it fades away back to your normal color Wait, did, I give away did it give away your position that's a great question no <laughs> with the dark troopers done the second soldier slender soldier gets to move it moves up to the phantom and will attack it with a swarm attack it doesn't have to hit, because it's a swarm, and swarms are imbalanced. 23 points of damage as it is swarming around and just disintegrating your phantom, just eating away at the matter, as nanomachines like to do, as there are gray goo. Victor. So Victor um, charges up his arc blast again, shooting at the downed dart trooper hitting him for 37 to his touch, doing 13 damage, and then hitting him again, 36 to his touch, doing 14 damage, killing him. Yeah, those damages are actually multiplied because of his electricity vulnerability. He's over right. there, on fire, on tarred. The electricity hits him. He's just cooked from the inside out. The machine just almost hollowly falls to the ground. You just hear a thump with no, no movement from within that shell. 
So then Victor turns to one of the flying dark troopers, try to get his shield down, hitting him for 35 to touch, doing 7 damage, and then 25 to touch, doing 14 damage. The electricity vulnerability still hurting it more. However, its shield is still up. You know, they've got those, I think, prismatic shields. I think so. They, they are not to be trifled with. They call it shields. We should keep saying force field. Yeah. All right, that is Victor's turn. The Goliath's turn. The Goliath will, with its massive reach, not only take a five-foot step in order to get all of these things in his range and will use all four of his arms to go about Hanzo's business. Just stop. <laughs> it's business time. There we go. Plus 41 is what I'm looking at. What? I've said before. Ah. <laughs> wow. Hanzo, it is business time. I've said before that uh, Clockwork Goliaths can take on dragons, and I meant it. Then we do the crit. Oh, and he's vulnerable to critical hits! As the Goliath strikes at this one dark trooper, practically smacking him out of the air, he hits him with all four of his limbs. He hits it once with a 15 for 56, a second time with a 20 for 61, confirming it with a 6 for 47, and hits it with a 8 for 49 and a 5 for 46. Just the, just the sheer power of each of these limbs hitting this thing. Each hit does take 10 off the top thanks to the uh, hardness of this dark trooper however you hear the shield shatter especially with their vulnerability to critical hits the one he picked to kill is hanging on by a thread uh, the flame of its jetpack of its propulsion whatever you like to call it is withering it is quite close to death Thorin you finish summoning your hellhound fire and screams come from the cockpit of the vertebrate as it begins spinning out of control and slams into the Goliath, barely rocking the Goliath as it stands its ground. And into pieces and destroyed is the vertebrate. And you can hear what sounds like tiny screams coming from the wreckage as you see some gray goo try to slither out of the vertebrate, ordinance it had yet delivered, burn up as a slender soldier, or however many were left inside that vertebrate, burn up in the wreckage. It still only counts as one. Thorin, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> that's right boys not only do i watch anime but i watch obscure fantasy not movies that no one's seen that's not obscure um it's no one knows about it lord of the rings oh, we won't listen well, i'm sorry lord of the rings is that what it's called i don't know it's so obscure i don't remember the title oh my goodness yeah let's 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 see you write a three-part history of the world. I mean, uh, technically, that's what this is. This is I'm, I'm on okay. the third season. Does that count? <laughs> that counts one. Listen, season one, half of season one was as long as Lord of the Rings. Come at me. I was actually, I was looking through the uh, the Trailblazers list earlier yesterday, and uh -huh. just looking at the hours, I would have to invest again just to listen through season one. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we've recorded that much material. Yeah, hey, listen, we're on it again, um, bro. Yeah. So, does inflict, would inflict critical wounds count as splash damage for touch? No, but it would damage them. It's not a weapon. I believe it would damage them. That's going to be a 36. All right, you got to roll your attack roll first. Oh, I'm sorry. Should be a, 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 a melee touch attack. 
It's under the armory column. You can easily see it. See an armory column where it shows like your weapons and your attacks, and at the bottom of that you should see touch attacks. Base attack is All right, so you see the basic. Alright, so you see that column that has basic attack bonus in it? Yeah. Alright, the column to the right of that has all your skills, yes? Yes, sir. And the column to the right of that has all your weapons, yes? Uh, no column to the right of that. Uh, Dominic? I had to expand it all out. <laughs> I had to expand it out. Hold on, I'm sorry. Uh, melee touch attack. You see plus touch 16. attack at the bottom of that column? There yeah. you go, you gotta make plus roll 1d20 plus 16. 20. Miss. Ah, That's right, Paizo decided to give them a 29 touch AC. Good grief. What is that? That's Don't okay. touch is what they told you. No touch. No touching. Guess what their normal AC is? Also 29. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Uh -huh. You know, Caleb's tried to push this off on Paizo, but he didn't have to pick these. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't like what's happening here. He, cho he chose the combat. Hold on. Just saying. Just saying. Wait, I, I like when we were yelling at Paizo. What's happening here? <laughs> Thorin decides to try to do a touch damage attack from himself through Thaddeus. So inflicts serious wounds, rolls a 4 plus 16 on a d20, and gets a 20. Misses. This is so sad. Is he going to do anything with his other actions? Yeah, I guess he'll close uh, to get close to Brom. All right, and it's your Phantom's turn. You delayed him all the way to the end. Yeah, so first I want to do his swift action. Hateful Aura. So he was attacked last time by one of the nanobot dudes. Um, yes. Hateful Aura, plus four damage. Enemies within the aura that deal damage to the spiritualist or phantom take the amount of damage equal to the phantom's charisma bonus. Ah, crap. Wrong window. <laughs> and there goes Dom. Off of roll 20. There we go. So tell me, what does it look like when... when when Thaddeus activates this hateful aura. A glowing ring, 10-foot diameter. You there? I bet Hello? you allowed it to take your mic when I told you not to do that, and then you did it. Yeah. You there? Be correct. Hey, there he is. There's our buddy. There's our buddy. Yeah, here I am. Sorry, guys. Technological Philistine here. Um, 10-foot in diameter, glowing green circle around Thaddeus appears. That's a swift, you said, so he's still got a standard in a move. Yeah, but there's nothing he can do to attack him, so... Um, he's still gonna do the interdiction between them and Braum. Sounds good. Listen, if he's getting hit instead of Braum, isn't that a plus? Yeah. You all glow blue again, vum, as it fades away. Um, Victor's gonna say, what the heck is that? I keep quiet, so I'll hold my cover. Hope's gonna make... It's hoping time. I'll tell you what's gonna happen. Hope makes a spellcraft check to answer your question. She rolls a 7 for 28. How are all you on boats? I hope you can hold your lunch. We just need to hold out a little bit longer. We're about to be teleported. And you all glow again. Vroom. The intervals are getting slower. Vroom. Vroom. Or faster, I should say. Is Brom glowing blue? Yes. Everyone except your enemies are. Including the clockwork. This is uh, top of the order. She says, uh, how long's around? Six seconds? I forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she says, six seconds. She goes, I don't know why I'm picking this number out of the air, but I think we just need to hold on for six more seconds. <laughs> Hope used her turn to spellcraft. She's like, this is the largest waste of a level 15 spellcaster I've ever seen. 
Slender Soldier 1 will wrap around uh, Victor. Victor, you're going to take damage. Of course. And there's really not much you can do about it, so I'm just going to let you live with it, okay? All right. Hopefully I won't die with it. <laughs> take 20 points of damage as it begins to disassemble you at the cellular level. You're just a Pause big fat jerk. 20 points. That's a bully. <laughs> I was talking to the thing, not you, Caleb. Lonzo, what are you going to do? <laughs> My turn? Yep. Oh, okay. So the one that I was targeting, still, he's still alive, correct? The one that, oh boy, it's been so long, I don't know. There is a dude left alive with 16 hit points, and a dude left alive with full health, and two Slender Soldiers with a lot of health. Yeah, whichever one that the uh, the Clockwork Goliath was just bashing in. Yeah, yeah, he's, yep. He's still alive? Yep, barely. Oh, perfect. I get to have fun here. So, I am still invisible right now, and I will unbound steps soon. Jump it around in the air to land on the saltzer, and the solid surface I choose is on top of his head. <laughs> All right, I'll allow it. Yeah. Alright, so that's one key point there. But only because but I love you. You can't see me. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. So unbound steps for our listeners to hear is a key trick, a ninja trick that allows you to spend a key to walk through the air as if you're walking up steps, as long as you end on a solid surface. So you just walk up to the dude and onto his head. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also invisible, so you won't even. Know what uh, weight distribution what, irregular yeah all of a sudden the enemies felt like heavy all of a sudden right so while invisible I cast unbound steps to let me walk on air and I walk up to dying soldier in the dark room, and I land on a solid surface which is on top of his head and I sneak attack for 31 attack roll then rolled a 8 damage first and healed back 4 HP Enchantment on my weapon. Love to see it. And then I rolled 14 uh, sneak attack damage, finishing him off. It never knew what hit him. The the robot goes silent, plumbing to the ground. You safely tumble, landing on the surface. Hanzo's turn done. I do want to issue a command on the Goliath to aim for the next target, the next closest uh, dark trooper. It turns to its attention to the next dark trooper. I think it's the only dark trooper. Left. It is. The Dark Trooper fires a rocket in the, in the space between Victor, Thorn, and his Phantom, doing 49 damage. But Victor and the Phantom have saved, taking half damage of 24. Slender Soldier 2, that is already on the Phantom, will do its damage, doing 20 points of damage to the Phantom. And it is Victor's turn. You're glowing with blue, blue, vum, vum, vum. Yeah, I know it's about to take us out. So, there's still one Dark Trooper left? Yes. Victor, uh, as you get ready to do what you can from range, you feel a grip all around you as the Clockwork Goliath closes its fist around you. Not to crush you, but to safely bring you up right next to the Dark Trooper so you can get your melee attacks on. Yeah, uh, 40 to hit. Hit. 43 damage. Nice. Alright. Uh, break its shield almost. Almost, okay. So the next one. 43 to hit. 43. Good, look at that. 43, 43, 43. Can't make wow. that up. Woo! 43 damage. Two more hits. Uh, 40. Th- what? What? No, that's not real. It's not real. <laughs> that's not real. 43 so damage. Take a screenshot. Yep. Guys, you'll have to believe me. I don't. Everybody but David. Doing 41 damage. Okay, oh, if I saw the 43, on. I was going to lose All of it. these have started at least with 40, though. I know. That's great. All right, one more attack. 19. 
I'm leaving if it's 43. I'm leaving the call. 27. Oh. Okay. Does that hit? Yes. Okay. And then my last damage, 49 damage. So that is 43 plus 43 plus 49 plus 41. Uh, you kill it. Yeah, boy. Awesome. Uh, so Victor, getting picked up by this clockwork, just goes flying over and as he's going he's he's winding up his hammer like in a bat position and he just goes slugging on this dark trooper just every point he can get boom 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 the first one he does so don't four... bo- i'm leaving what we said in because it was okay. hilarious so okay. don't bother re- rereading those did so much killed it smashed it yeah you know in final fantasy 7 if you had like your stats in 777 your weapons would always just do 7,777 in damage. The fact uh-huh. that you got so many 43s just triggered something, and you somehow did enough damage without fudging to kill this thing from full health, full shields. Amazing. Why don't you tell me what it looks like when it dies? Uh, his head goes knocking off and just goes flying, and they're like, it could go all the way! And, <laughs> I don't know. There's a little fence back there, and it gets past <laughs> it. But yeah, it just he's just just destroyed. Beyond the fence is a mini golf thing, and it lands in one of the holes. <laughs> oh, of course, perfect. Yeah, there, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a hole that was created hole by some one. debris that fell, and it fell right in. Look at that. And then somehow hole confetti one. comes out of the hole. I don't know how that happened, but guys, weird. I just feel like Christian would be proud of this. <laughs> he would be. He, you know what? You really keeping you really keeping his memory alive. Yeah. You guys begin to glow blue rapidly, and you see Hope make sure she has everything. Like, her, she tightens her belt and everything, and she's just like, good luck, everyone. And she gets close to you guys in the hopes that you guys will teleport near each other. I tell the Goliath one last thing. Find us. And with that, Hanzo lays the seed for the final session. Out of the woods comes running like a dog the clockwork Goliath to save them from session one. <laughs> That's awesome. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at TBlazer Network. Your players have been David, Dom, and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening.